Welcome back to the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I'm an automotive columnist for Bay Area News Group, and I publish the website, theweeklydriver.com. My colleague and close friend is Bruce Aldrich, and today we have on a repeat guest. We were fascinated by his show last time around we spoke with him, and it's David Ankin uh, from Toymakers, and he's got a very popular uh, television program where he takes uh, vehicles and he makes more special vehicles out of them. Uh, The last show of the season is coming up this weekend, and we're going to talk to David about that. So, David, welcome back to our podcast, and how are you, sir? Man, thank you guys so very much. You know what? It's absolutely great down here. Weather is beautiful, and uh, really excited to get the last uh, episode done so I can bring the car in public. It's uh, killing me to hide the car so much. Gotcha. Could you tell us about, uh, since it's this weekend, I believe, can you tell us about your special guests that you have and, and what that was about? Dean Kane, he played Superman. Everybody knows him best as Superman, but he's done all kinds of stuff. He's a guest uh, host on Good Morning America. Um, but, you know, as I grew up, you know, I, I did some stunt work for Batman back in the day. Yes. And uh, so he was playing Superman. And um, Dean Cain, is a, his son happens, I, I believe his son's going to start going to school up here. He's just a great, great man. He's a good father. And uh, so I had an opportunity. I'll I, I give you some insight. Nobody knows about Dean Cain and I. Go, go for it. Or five, yeah, four or five years ago, we were put together to actually have a show together, the two of us. And, be, you know, me be the, the car guy and him be the, the you know, wannabe get into being a gearhead and of course you know typical tv stuff didn't pan out so when i had the opportunity to uh get him on my show this year i didn't even hesitate he's a great guy and, and you know i love his insights and, and so he's on the show this year it's absolutely amazing with a spectacular ending that nobody's going to see coming okay so can we talk a little bit about do you have can you can you break news on any any part of the final episode and of course well, keep, you, keep, keep yeah, your secrets I, I keep the big secrets, but you know, honestly, like I said, Dean Kane and I were, were slated a couple of years ago to try to do a show together, and it didn't pan out. This year, I had an opportunity. The car I built for this episode truly designed to give a ride to the fans. So, you know, I built a car that has got containment seats, five-point seat belts. You got safety bars everywhere that you can grab and hold on to. Um, but the car is a, a supercharged car with zooming, so it's truly brutal uh, to your chest and your chest caves in it, it it's it's loud it's obnoxious it's angry the car bleeds fire it, it, your eyes want to water when you start the car because it runs on, on on e85r so it gives the fan a true experience of being in something that you never in your life would ever crawl into as a general a general car guy i mean it's big horsepower brutal fast and designed to do nothing but go sideways. It's not designed <laughs> to go straight. Gotcha. Where, where would you give rides? At a, at a fairground or something? Or is it dirt or a pave, pavement car? No, it, it's a pavement car. So, you know, in the big scheme of things, we do a bunch of shows. Matter of fact, I'm leaving first thing in the morning to do the good guy show. So when you show up at a big event where there's Tens of thousands of people, or even hundreds of thousands of people. They always have different arenas set up. You know, you've got a drag strip set up, or an obstacle course set up, or a 
you know, something. So I tend to be out there driving all the time, no matter what it is. So I built a car that will live in all that worlds. Um, and I can put a fan in the car and make the, car, and make the fan safe at a, at a ridiculous a ridiculous car. This car isn't a sold under sense. Uh, David, I remember when we first spoke um, a few months back that uh, you had some hesitancy about taking on this project, and obviously it's worked out great. Could you discuss um, your thoughts on this season as a whole and, and, and your comfort uh, you know, that's on the show that's very apparent and uh, your thoughts on uh, kind of coming around to it, if you will? If, if I think about anything too long, I, I don't like to overthink anything. I just don't like that. Yes. So, um, you know, when, when you come into this, I come into it, you know, both feet planted, know what I'm going to do it, how I'm going to do it. But there's always, you know, like the car that we're talking about now, nobody in their right mind would do this. I mean, it's, I, I, I did it out of a car that is really old school, classic. It's what I think a hot rod is. Um, and, and then to go so far over the top and design it to put a passenger in it deliberately to give rides is crazy. <laughs> um, and then 44 inches of tire, then, you know, 500 horsepower more than most people use in a car like this. We've got 1,300 horsepower. So it's, it's just, it's a lot. But the whole season is that way. Whether it's being Dean or Richard Petty in the first episode or Sarah Edwards, which is the... You know, she drives uh, jet cars at 300 miles an hour. Yes. Um, you know, it, it, it's a ball. I had monster trucks on the show this year, and I got taught a lesson this year. I truly got taught a lesson. I don't fear anything in my world. I can drive anything on the planet. I climbed in a little monster truck, a big monster truck, yes. and it runs the same horsepower that my street cars run. My street cars are 2,000 pounds. This is 12,000 pounds. So my mindset said, well, that's 12,000 pounds. This thing's going to be a turd. I mean, think about it. 12, but you can't move that much weight. Yes. I, I was mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> holy cow. Holy cow. It, it, it was beyond incredible. I, I live a blessed life, a fortunate life, and I'm surrounded by the most amazing team and people on the planet. I saw a picture of that uh, monster truck. It was a nice-looking rig. Yeah. The, uh, oh, you know, the, the Monster Jam does it right. They really do it right. Where did you get your driving background? By trial and error? Or did you go to uh, any racing schools, or did you race? Or or what's your background? Yeah, you know, I, I, raced, I raced for years. And that was just about everything. I, I started in no-carts and motorcycles. And it, it, it really grew into superbikes. I used to race open superbikes, but the, the 200 mile an hour bikes go around corners all the time, the crotch rockets. Um, but dabbled with everything over the years. And, and as you start doing stunt stuff and playing with stuff, you catch yourself in anything. So, um, and nine times out of ten, especially as you do theme parks, like I did a lot of theme parks as a kid. Um, you run the same vehicle every day all summer. So by the end of the season, your vehicle was all beat up. So you had to learn how to drive. You know? We uh, A few weeks back, we talked to a young guy from uh, South Africa who was a, an endurance uh, eight-hour. He's been Sebring a couple of times. Uh, 
24 hours of Daytona, and now he's, I guess his specialty is some of the 8- and 12-hour. Was that GT3, I think? GT3. He, and so international. I think he was 21 or 22 years old, and he's been to like 50 countries already. So he's doing his thing in, in a whole other kind of uh, automobile. So uh, he's having, obviously, he's very skilled in, in a different area with the endurance racing. Listen, uh, the GT3s are bad, bad, bad mama jams. I mean, they're bad. Yes. Um, and I did a lot of endurance racing. The reason I did endurance racing, though, I could go out and do an eight-hour endurance race on a track I didn't know. So we were doing an endurance race on Saturday. Yes. To just get used to the track. And then I raced sprint racing. So then I could show up on, on Sunday and have to do a 12-lap race. I could ride 80% in the endurance race. Yes. Get comfortable with the track and, and where my braking points and acceleration points were. And then when I had to do a 12-lap race on Sunday, it just, it was a no-brainer. Yes. And you go out there, and, and I hope you stay in shape. It was amazing. To cover uh, uh, some of the, the business part of this, the final episode of this season will be broadcast, I think, for the first time on Sunday night, if that's correct. And then the program will Sunday, go... Yeah, Sunday, yeah, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. I, I beg, I beg your pardon. That's right. I beg your pardon. Yeah. And, and then you'll go into a, um, quite an extended length of, of reruns on all the different episodes for the season, if that's correct. And then um, yeah. Can, yeah. You, can you reveal any of what's going to happen next season? I can. I'm already working on them. Uh, matter of fact, I, I, I'm in a mad rush now to get back to the shop. Uh, I just had some stuff delivered. My season finale car for next year. I, I'm, I'm working feverishly on it, is a 3,000-horsepower twin-turbo, uh, truly a 3,000-horsepower three, street car for the street. And when I tell you we made every inch of the car, and I mean every inch of the car, from the window to the hand-laid body to the chassis, I, every you, Mickey Thompson really stepped it up with some real tricks tires. I mean, everything about the car is insane on every level. It, it makes everything I've ever done in the past look... I'm really in trouble for season five. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do for the following. This, this next year, I think this year is stupid. Next year is going to be a, a different level of stupid, and then I'm in trouble after that. I don't know what... I. I'm going to have to build a flying motorcycle or something. I don't gotcha. The last time we talked to you, David, you said you had something in the works, uh, electric-powered. Is, is that is that a secret, or are you yeah, still, that, that, still doing that, it? No, that's, no, that's no secret. I've been very candid, and everybody says that it, it, it won't work. But I promise you, next season, you will see an electric-powered toy from Toymakers. And uh, that's in the works. Next season, I probably have four vehicles that are so insane. Instead of doing one really killer vehicle, I have like four next year that are right over there. One going to be electric. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're just really, our skill set and the team that I've surrounded myself with is better and better every day. Do you have any four-wheel drive vehicles? I think all the ones I've seen have been two-wheel drive. You know, we did one in season one or two. Oh, did you? Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I, uh, I happen to be in a brand-new Dodge 2500 right now. I have the very first Dodge 2500 from Dodge, uh, Cummings diesel, four-wheel drive, 1,000 foot-pounds of torque, and I haven't even touched it yet. Brand-new, first one in the country. Uh, and I'm, I'm sitting here as it is the most amazing vehicle on the planet as far as a, 
a tow vehicle, but I can't leave it a tow vehicle. I got to do something with it. Do you have a lot of knowledge and, and uh, friends in, in various industries? Are you going to have some special guests on uh, next season that who you can reveal uh, their names? Not yet, but I will tell you this. You're, you're exactly right. Um, I'm, we're talking to some people that I, I, I would, you know, of course, everybody reaches out uh, and wants to do things. I'm really, I'm really trying to stay true to who and what we are. I have a lot of friends in this industry. Yes. So abso- absolutely, uh, I, I, we're going to have some people, and, and, and I'm still having people reach out that I'm, I'm in awe that they've reached out even. So a lot of neat things coming for next year. Truly, I think every year for the next five or six years is, is just going to be a step above, a step above. And I can't believe it's happening. Or more and more stupid, as you say. You're more and more stupid. That, that's great. <laughs> that's what we want. It, it's, truly, it's truly a different level of stupid. We're a bunch of misfits, I promise you. We love what we do. And it's just, I don't want to grow up. I just don't want to grow up. I, the team of people, you know, my business partner, I, I got my, my director is an 11 time Emmy winner. We all, we all care. You know what I mean? It's like my, mm-hmm. my camera guys are, are, are crazy good at what they do. My, my sound guys love what they do. I mean, come on. I, 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 who would have ever thought I'd been here? I mean, it's amazing. Now, when you speaking of uh, misfits and stupid, and, and this is all, again, with uh, an, an endearment, uh, speaking in, uh, with an endearment of it, uh, what, what kind of public reaction has that changed for you? And, and, and do you, uh, what, you go left, you go right, there's people bombarding you everywhere. What, what, is, the, what is your uh, take on the, the public's reaction when, you're, when you, you meet all kinds of people from all different worlds, I'm sure? I do. Um, I, I love it when I get a whole bunch of inboxes or, or emails and I can't read them even when I hit the translate button. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, 98% of the people are amazing. I mean, yes. Absolutely. And then there's always somebody that sits there and tells me they don't like my hair gel or my nose is too big. Yeah. If you sat on my hand, in, in the first year, I'm telling you, it devastated. Yes. It really devastated me. It's like, well, why, why would you be hating on me? I, I just love what I do. Um, but, you know, that's really toned way down. It, it's amazing. Most people come up and I, I truly believe that we're all toy makers. I truly believe that with all my heart. We're all toy makers. So I love to see other people's toys, what they did, why they did it, how they did it. And the more I'm out in the public and they, they actually get to show me their car or their bar, bike or their truck, it's amazing to watch the response. It's amazing to me. What is a major? What's a major source of your inspiration? I mean, I guess you could look at old Hot Wheels cars and draw, uh, get some ideas. Where, where do you think your ideas come? Just who knows out of your that, head? That's, that, that, that's exactly right. Growing up, you know, I always call up my poster on the wall. You know, I, I, I've told the story a million times. I had a, a Lamborghini Countach with Sarah Fawcett. You know, and. and I wanted that car, and I wanted Sarah Fawcett, okay? <laughs> Couldn't afford the car, and you certainly can't land Sarah Fawcett. I was going to say. So I had to, learn how to, yeah, I had to learn how to build the car, and that lands you my version of a Sarah Fawcett. So, um, honestly, the inspiration came as a kid. We didn't have money. We, we worked very hard. To this day, I work very hard at everything I do. I just, you, you look at a, a Hot Wheels or a Matchbox or a drawing or a, 
a good rap scene drawing back in the day or a Ravel model. It didn't matter what it was. He said, man, I could build this. And, and nobody did because most of the models weren't a real functioning thing. It was an idea. Um, and my mind was, is, man, I could take that, and I got a warped mind. I, I, it bothers me when I watch a movie and everything's CG. And I'm like, you didn't have to do that in CG. We could have done that. You know, it, it, there's no reason you can't do that trick or have that car. You just have to think outside the box to get there. The Weekly Driver podcast gets support from americantrucks.com. Visit www.americantrucks.com. Is there much uh, thought of uh, a, a budget when you when you have some dream car you're building up? Uh, you know, I could do this, but that costs too much. Let's do it this way, or is is cost? Absolutely, absolutely not. There is, if I think about it, I will never build it. Matter of fact, people <laughs> ask me all the time how much I have in something. I will, I will never calculate it. If I calculate it, I'll never build another one. <laughs> um, or if I ever add up my hours, uh, you know, I've got a couple cars that I've got thousands and thousands and thousands of hours in that I, how, how do you, you can't calculate that. You know, at 125 bucks an hour, you, you, you don't make money. So, um, or, or parts, or you, you just can't. Uh, it, so to me, no, absolutely not. It, it, what it really comes down to is a, some, what I don't know, I got to reach into my toolbox and find somebody that understands it and can make me understand it so I can build it. Um, it really comes down to a warped sense of my mind and says, look, it can be done. It's just a matter of time. And time and you know, money, money always, it, it always comes. I mean, if you work hard, you'll have the money. You might have better do it in a day. But if I build a car over two years, I don't realize that money's gone. Yes. Uh, can, uh, considering what you do and the machines that you build, uh, can you take any satisfaction from uh, being with a friend who's got a regular car and you're driving somewhere in a, an Alexis or, you know, some other, uh, even if it's a higher end car, a Bentley or a Rolls, can you, can you take satisfaction from just being in a, uh, in quotes, a traditional car? Absolutely. I mean, I, I truly, because, you know, think about it. That's the whole goal of doing what I do is having, for me, it's having somebody like that. I admire, you know, I, I love so, the Picotti. I The Picotti is, is absolutely beautiful. There's a few cars out there that are absolutely insane. I like the new Toyota Supra that they just did. I, I like the you know, Audi R8. I'm not, uh, you know, I, I do, but I, I try to find that guy to like my car and realize when he gets in it, it drives as good. Just a whole bunch meaner and faster. Um, it's you know I don't have the rules and regulations that everybody else does. Yes. You know they they got to worry about airbags and rollover protection. Even though we do worry about that, we don't have to worry. They're four thousand pounds and I'm two thousand pounds. I can make mine blistering fast. But I promise you that the suspension is very impressive. The the self tuning of stuff and. and Ride leveling, all that stuff is amazing on the new cars. The technology is amazing on the new cars. And I look at it and figure, how can I adapt some of that into my world? And that's, it's just, I say it every day. The technology today has come so far in my world. It's so far. It's, 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 It's hard to keep up, to be honest. 
Great. You, you've got some pretty neat uh, road cars with fancy suspension, you know, high horsepower, um, sort of, I don't know what you call them, like a, like a formula car type things. Who is the yep, suspension yep. tech guy on that? The seat of your pants or, or I mean, there's no well, electronics. Listen, I, I, no, well, yeah, that is the, the real trick. Nowadays, you can go buy a 1,000-horsepower car right off the showroom floor, okay? And the electronics in the car make it drivable. If, if you get in trouble, the brakes save you. Right. If you get in the throttle too hard, traction control saves you. My cars don't do that. So you better be able to drive. You know. Um, now, in saying that, for season four, I've actually adapted a bunch of that stuff into my season finale car. Because you can't run 3,000 horsepower on the street without some electronics. You'll get hurt. You know, I mean, you just, you just can't. Your right foot isn't that fast. So um, you're taking today's technology and finding the people like Davis Technologies has really got involved with me for season four, which is next year. And Shannon Davis is a genius. He can take 3,000 horsepower and I will put it on the street, and I will drive it with the front wheels in the air. And I'm telling you, the electronics today are amazing. So, yes, I, all that stuff is integrated in the real fast stuff. Uh, and, the, and the stuff, I still am that guy that I like to, if I'm going to have an 800-horsepower Mustang, I want to, I wanna, or Camaro, I want to take all the electronics off so it's fun for me to drive. You can slide it around. You know, uh, you sure. own it and play with it. So I usually take the button and turn it off. Turn traction control is the first thing I do when I get in the car, turn traction control on. Uh, you, you didn't quite say it, but it almost sounded like you said too much horsepower. I mean, I, I didn't think that was in your <laughs> vocabulary or in your mind. There, there, there's, there's no such thing as too much yeah. horsepower. I, I, there's, there, there's just, I actually was asked that question just recently in an interview. She goes, I need to know when too much is enough and when it's too fast, too fast, or too, horse, too much horse. I said, ma'am, I, I didn't hear you or understand. Can you rephrase the question? It's a matter of making it safe, reliable, being able to stop, being able to do what you need to do with that horsepower. There's never, that's like saying you got too hot of a wife or too hot of a girlfriend or <laughs> you're making too much money. Doesn't there, happen. There is no such thing. That's it right. That's know, right. Oh, your girlfriend's way too hot. I'm going to dump her. Right, let's get it. Let's get an ugly one. That doesn't work. Hey, with, with that, with that kind of uh, sense of humor and and uh, fun way to end it, let, let's we might as well uh, end it on that. Uh, too hot and too fast is not feasible. Too, too much stupid. horsepower is not feasible. So, we'll, we'll strive for all of those good things, um, <laughs> whatever that means in all of our respective lives. Uh, we're all doing pretty well in, in, that, in those worlds, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So thanks again for, for being our guest. We look forward to the final episode uh, this Sunday morning on the – help us. It's a dual network again. So go over that with us one more time. Um, the, 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 yeah, it's, it's Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. on the History Channel and then the following Saturday night on FYI at 10 p.m. That's right. Um, and then reruns will be all over the place. We're all over YouTube. We're all over social media with Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um, and, I, and I encourage people with toys. Listen, this year I took a lot of fans and put them on the show. They submitted their rides to our website, and I picked them for the show. So in, they made the show. I got three episodes with fans in three different episodes. That's I great. I love that. That's I just, great. I love that. 
David, thank you again for being our guest. Thanks for your enthusiasm and, and what you do. And we look forward to this weekend and we look forward to season four with uh, some of the things that you've explained and, and the surprise at the end. We really look forward to that. So thanks again for being our guest. We, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys so very much for having me. We'll talk soon. Okay, right. cheers. Bye-bye. The Weekly Driver Podcast gets support from AmericanMuscle.com, your late model Mustang and F-150 authority, bringing you the hottest products and top-notch customer service for over a decade. No one makes it easier to modify your ride. Visit AmericanMuscle.com today.